Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premium North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. And welcome, Rugby Rant fans. It's episode 116, baby. I'm very excited. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara, with Rob, the Hammer Hammerschmidt. How you doing, Robbie? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I'm excited because there's there seems to be a lot happening in the MLR right now. And, and uh, I think everybody's salivating. Everybody's ready for more information and news to be trickling out. And we're getting exactly what we want. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about it next in the Around the Pitch. All right, Rob, I'm handing over to you. What do you got to say? Oh, let's see. Um, well, I, you know, I've been on this college rugby kick for a while because, again, I think moving forward, you know, college rugby's got to fit somewhere in that development pathway and process. We got to find a way to elevate it so we can draw more money in draw more opportunities for kids to be able to play in college and in some way offset the cost of college. So I always like to put push college stuff. And we had the NCR finals for all the women's groups this last weekend. Congratulations to Lindenwood. Of course, I think they're back to back to back to back champions. So they have like almost as many rings as they have fingers. Um, yeah. D one. Women's Michigan. I know Scott was celebrating with that one because yeah. uh, Michigan uh, beat Notre Dame College. You had uh, D2 University of Wisconsin Eau Claire over Marquette. Um, two Wisconsin teams there. And then uh, had to travel down to Houston, by the way, to, to make that happen. Um, and then uh, small college women's Endicott over Lee University. And then, of course, we have the men's uh, championships this coming weekend. Uh, Queens versus Brown. And D1 and Louisville, congratulations, Emil. I know you're out there going to be watching that. Um, Louisville versus Vatek. Um, and then we will find out who's in the finals on uh, Saturday, who's in the finals on Sunday for D2, D3, and small colleges. Awesome. I love that. Love that update. You know, we're getting all the D2, D3, small colleges uh, championships going. Love to see it. So I'm actually going to take a, a, a little tear coming out of my eye. Uh, it's recently been brought to our attention that Andrew Duratalo is hanging up his boots. Um, you know, it's always bittersweet when a rugby player hangs up their boots. I'm sure he has things he wants to do outside of rugby. Um, it was great to watch him play. You know, we're talking about his career spanning from Fiji under 19s and under 20s, USA 15s, USA 7s, um, the Sunwolves, Ealing Trailfinders, Worcester Warriors, uh, playing in the varsity in Oxford with Nick Trevetta. Um, Seattle Seawolves being a champion there and also an Olympian. Andrew, wish you uh, farewell and following seas on your, uh, on your rugby career. Congratulations on retirement, brother. Yeah. Well earned. I mean, think about that CV. That's just an amazing list of accomplishments for a rugby player, uh, regardless of what country they reside in and play for. I'm going to pick up with my second around the pitch uh, in that, in a departure from in the last couple of seasons where we had this one day where it was an explosion of kitmas where we got to just 
oogle and ah over all the jerseys and short combinations and put it all together and look at it and pick it apart and complain and celebrate or whatever. Uh, we're not, doesn't look like we're going to get that this year. Um, we just saw, I think a day or two ago, Seattle from when we recorded on Monday night, uh, Seattle, uh, rolled out their home and away kit and their home kit, by the way, is available for order immediately. I think their away is in fact a pre-order and then Utah, as of today's recording Monday night, Utah rolled out their three, uh, kits. Uh, and that would be the home, the away, and the alternate. That's kind of cool. And the alternate has some white splashed in there and gray, and it looks freaking hot. So congratulations. Nice job, Sparksy. Thanks for sharing it with us. And let's see if we get kind of a trickle of Kitmas uh, spread out. It's almost like Kitmas has become Hanukkah, right? So it's not just one one day of explosion of presents. We get a series of days, and uh, we'll take that. Listen, I'll definitely take that. Um, I'm sure we're going to wait a little bit to see what happens with all of the kits coming out in Hanukkah Kitmas. We'll, we'll have yeah. to cross it over before we really dive into it. But I have to say, so far, Seattle and Utah coming out with their, yeah. their kits Strongly, are really good. And and I, I, I just wanted to add on that note, uh, those fans who are watching, who are new, or who are uh, you know shifted to become Hounds fans, you know, great, thanks for watching, awesome you know, check out the fan page. Um, but uh, all you guys should not expect, I just wouldn't expect Paladin wear to be out before Christmas. I would be shocked if it's here and ready for the season. You know, rugby kit is so hard to get, um, you know, made and produced in a reasonable amount of time. It just, it takes, you know, three to three and a half months to get kit. I just ordered some stuff um, at uh, the beginning of November and it's not going to be ready till March. Hey, listen, as long as you're getting the product on the field, that's all that matters. And talking about product on the field, I want to talk about men's and women's sevens in Dubai. Um, we had the uh, women's team coming off a bronze medal finish in Dubai. Great result. Um, you know, it's, it's, we talked about disappointing on the 15 side, uh, on the men's side of 15s at least. Um, and we're seeing the men's and the women's sevens starting to, Kind of get there. The men's taking home fourth in a valiant effort. They did go undefeated in pool play, got to that uh, that bronze medal match and just couldn't finish. A shout out to Kristen Thomas. She participated in her 33rd World Sevens tournament for the United States. That's wow. crazy. She's That's done crazy. 33 legs of the friggin' tournament. But you know what? That's the kind of thing we want to see, right? Cheddar Emba, 23 legs. Um, Naya Tapper finishing her 26th leg. Um, you know, so I mean, we have the experience there and it's showing with meddling in Dubai. Uh, the men's and the women's are all set up for Cape town coming up this weekend. So check it out. They'll be uh, on the HSBC website and you'll see them uh, playing rugby. Check them out yeah. on Peacock. So, I wonder if Ty's going to be there. I mean, for those who don't know, he I wonder a, as well, um, yeah, he, you know, that's he, something we got to make his way down to South Africa for family reasons. And, and I think uh, personal, personal shout out from Scott and I to Ty. We hope you're well, we hope your family's well. Um, and you know, uh, you know, sending good wishes uh, through you uh, during a difficult time. Absolutely, uh, I second that. We love you, buddy. And uh, before we get to the rant, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors. Tighthead Brewing Company is not just Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers. 
It is also a great place to enjoy local acts performing live music every Thursday and Saturday nights. Additionally, their Wednesday night trivia nights are something not to be missed. Tidehead is located in Mundelein, Illinois, and easily accessible for many Chicagoans, and it is just steps away from the metro. Owner Bruce Durr and the Tidehead staff are dedicated to ensure your micro crew experience is as tight as their beers. Bruce's love for rugby extends beyond the origin of his brewery's name. Tidehead is committed to supporting the rugby community. This includes his support for Lake County RFC and our own Rugby Rant podcast show. Tidehead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. Regardless of whether your palate enjoys a good IPA or dark bale-aged brew, Tidehead can deliver. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tidehead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tidehead, it's worth more than a try. And welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. Again, we got the big guy. We got Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. And I think for the first time in season four, is it, I mean, I, I don't realize. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, Dougie hasn't been on in a yeah. long time. Yeah. You know, listen, schedules, kids, it's the summertime. We go on hiatus. I've been ignore, ignoring your text, so. <laughs> yeah. I literally, so I've been, I've been hitting Dougie up, and I'm just like, I guess he's just mad at me. And then, and then he hits me up on WhatsApp and is like, by the way, all those messages you sent me, I just got them now. <laughs> that was last yeah. Week. Something's up with my messenger, but we'll get it sorted anyway, out. But that's okay. It's good to be here, guys. I uh, yeah, we got Doug. We got Doug Wilkie from from Arrows Up. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know the fan club, and and we always appreciate him coming on here. Dougie, thank you so much, brother. Yeah, no, great. It's good to be back on, fellas. Good to see you again. I can't wait for this season. Oh man, oh, Talk about, oh, so exciting. We're we're seeing signings coming out every day. We're seeing you know. Uh, uh, Teams tweet eye emojis, and then all of a sudden the kit gets released. You know, we're seeing Seattle Steel <laughs> Rooney's color third color scheme with the black and whites. Um, listen, I understand it's an orca color, but like Rooney had the black and whites. <laughs> I saw that. Gets, Look at that! Got in the mail, Hammer just gets his reversible Nola bucket hat. Listen, what we were just talking about this. Somebody question of Jessica Falcon Pastrana. Thank you very much, Jess. Love you. Tonight, as you're watching this, at this moment, Rob is being questioned by Phil Harrison of the New England Free Jacks on where his allegiance lies. And like Rob has always said, if you send him swag, he will come. <laughs> and this is <laughs> Nola. True. This that's is true. Nola certifying his fandom and swag. That's right. That, that's how they bought me. It doesn't look very good on this side, though. I got. I don't know. It's, it's all funky. Yeah, you'll get. You'll get it right. You get, get it in the wash. You'll be I'll fine. But uh, at, <laughs> on this rant, it's it's one of those rants we've had. I, I I'll say perennially. Um, usually we have it closer to when the schedule drops. Um, but we had so much move, so many moving parts with you know uh, the women's World Cup going on in October, yeah. and the men still trying to qualify. You know, sad sad face. Yeah. Uh, for for me and and Rob and Doug. Um, so we kind of are now hitting the 2023 schedule with Chicago on it, even though there's still some to be determined. Uh, um matches we know what weeks they're going to be in we know who the opponents are they're just trying to solidify their times at SeatGeek. uh so uh, what we're going to do- listen before we get into that i just got to tell you i don't know how many it's been great because since chicago's been announced everybody's gonna like dude if if we're prevalent in chicago i'm gonna be there and now that the schedule has been released like everybody's hitting me up and i gotta tell <laughs> the fans like we're planning on it may 12th i think the big guy's coming in 
I think uh, Tyrone is coming in from Iowa, and uh, they're going to be bunking at my house, mi casa, su casa, and we're going to have a great time. It should be a lot of fun when uh, the Hounds play Rooney. Um, so everybody's been hitting me up. Matt Cartwright been hitting me up. I'm going to hit Dougie up because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll bust it up there to, to Toronto, I think, during the summer. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be. When the three of yeah. you guys get together, ESPN Films needs to, like, <laughs> we need to document this weekend, okay? Yeah. We need it right from the beginning, getting off the plane or the car or whatever. I, I want a whole weekend. The trip. chess cam. Both of them wear it. I'll wear a chess cam. Listen, we got to hit up our buddy uh, Gift because he had that whole thing where he was biking through um, uh, South Asia to get to the 2029, uh, the 20. Um, uh, 18 World Cup in Japan, and Gift had a whole series of him and his buddy biking through Southeast Asia to get there. So we have the hookup. He he knows how to do those type of documentaries. Um, unfortunately, go. I think he moved to Colombia, so getting the actual stuff from him might be tough. But yeah. shout out to Gift. He put his he put that special back out on on his website for a low low price. It was a great great special to see. Great memories from him and just seeing how rugby fans around the world help each other and react to each other when they meet. Um, and speaking of that, we're going to go through the schedule, man. It's MLR schedule 2023. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's I don't know if this is necessarily going to be a rant because, I mean, there's not that much we could really Debate. clash on. But yeah. we are going to talk uh, or we are, are going to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. So the bowl represents the game we love. A game fueled by passion. But there are those who wear no number, nor are they in the locker room or the field of play. But they are there for every high and every low. Yes, they are watching every kick, tackle, and try score. Yes. They are there for when you need them most, because they are the Major League Rugby fans. And the time has come for you to stand with your team. Join us at shopmlr.com today. want now is uh, we're going to hand it off to Dougie. He's going to get his turn to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with the 2023 MLR schedule. All right. So I'm going to take this from a little bit of an arrows perspective, seeing as that's, that's the team I follow and maybe, you know, treat some of those people up, up here in Canada. Obviously the first game of the season for the arrows against uh, Atlanta, the fire and ice cup right off the bat. So the fire and ice cup, the winning team uh, who holds the cup, uh, the first game that they play at the, at that home stadium is the Fire and Ice Cup, and it happens to be the very first game of the season for uh, for the Arrows this year. So, looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, looking forward to February eighteenth, New York, Seattle, the rematch of the of the final. Um, and then me personally, uh, there's two I'm really looking forward to. The first one is New England coming up to Toronto. I think New England's kind of like the first the like Seattle back in the day when Seattle had all the Canadians on the team, New England's kind of shifting that way now. And, and they've signed a lot of Canadians recently, Lesage, Keys, Cole Keith, Andrew Quatran. And uh, 
really looking forward to uh, to those guys coming up and playing in Canada, and, and hopefully we beat the crap out of them. And then the last one that's that's really close to my heart is is going to being able to go to Chicago. Hopefully, that you know I would have gone to get a game in New York, but the schedule never lined up. But this year, the game Toronto playing in Chicago is right at the start of my spring break, so it's going to be perfect for me to travel down uh, for the weekend and, and meet meet Rob and and check out uh, what Chicago has to offer. I've never been there. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> one of the bad things. Um, that was my good, I guess. Uh, one of the bad things, just this whole Chicago in the Western Conference thing, it, it's, it irks me. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously, the balance of the, of the whole uh, league is much better now with having the equal amount of teams, and I think it, that works for this, the whole scheduling process. But it will be interesting if we get a couple more teams in there and we can move Chicago into the, uh, to the east side. Um. Yeah, and that's. I'll leave it at that. I'll let uh, leave some stuff for you guys, and I'm sure we'll talk more <laughs> after. I I think in this show, everybody's highlight is going to be their their Chicago match against their friends to go see them. Um, you know, I got to be honest, Doug. What the kids need to learn in February? Just take the day, take the Monday off, and come down to New York for the match, bro. Like I don't <laughs> like teachers. <laughs> I'm <laughs> putting. Oh, they can watch Saving Private Ryan or something, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Come down to New York, but you know, I, I think I think we Chicago don't do that in the history game. department. <laughs> I'm in phys ed now, so I can just put on a workout video. Oh, or something. There you go, dude. Have him, Billy Blanks, do the Thai bow. Shoot, that's what we used you to do. You could do yoga remotely. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man, but I think everybody's big one is going to be an away trip to Chicago. You know, for international fans watching. Um, the, Chicago is the Midwestern hub for a lot of a lot of commuter flights. For example, just from New York, there's a flight to O'Hare from LaGuardia. I think every 40 minutes, Monday to Saturday. Um, the reason I know that is I went to watch a Green Bay uh, playoff game in Lambeau, and we flew into O'Hare, and my buddy who had all the tickets and the rental information missed the flight. So luckily, when I got off my flight, there was a text message from him. He said, I'm 40 minutes behind you because there's a flight every 40 minutes. Um, nice. So it's 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 easy to get to um, see Geek Stadium. Uh, be advised at this at this juncture. We don't know if they have any type of private busing. But according to Rob and several others, um, you'll need your car. Um, yeah. They don't have great public access to public transportation. So just be wary at, for, for away match, for away, um, excuse me, fans. You know, get your Uber apps updated. And- you could jump in the, uh, you know, the Hammerschmidt uh, minivan. <laughs> Have you been spying on me, Dougie? How do you know I had a minivan? <laughs> no, I, I, they can jump in the, they can jump in the, um, in the Ram. Uh, I, I got a covered bed, so I, I've got a moving blanket back there. They can lay down and and. Me and uh, Ty can snuggle. Yeah, you guys can can. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, no, but but by the way, while you're on the topic, Chicago, uh, all of what Scott has said is true. Uh, you know, ten minutes from uh, Midway. So if anybody's coming to Chicago, hit Midway. Make reservations if you think you're going to be coming in. Uh, there's a Hampton Inn right on site, like literally at the edge of the parking lot. It would take you one or two minutes to walk across the parking lot. You won't even have to get in your car, rental, or whatever you're doing. You walk right across. You can Uber to the place, uh, to the hotel, and then walk right across. And there's a couple restaurants right there in sight probably find some people to party with and hang out with and get back to the hotel somehow. Um, and I gotta so be honest, if the, if the away, sorry, if sorry to interrupt, if the away teams aren't using that hotel, they're very, very stupid. So most likely oh, you'll be in the hotel with, with the team you're supporting. 
So yeah. that's always a fun, yeah. a fun prospect, especially if you catch them on a, on a winning week um, to, ha- to have fun with their social. But I think you're, I think you're right, Doug. I think, you know, having, having those matches you called out are, are great. They're going to be great matches. I, I can't wait. Um, man, I have so many thoughts, but I'm going to kick it over to Rob. Cause I want to, I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. So sticking with the good, bad, and the ugly, uh, I, it, it was easy for, for me to find good and uh, bad. I, I had trouble, a little bit of trouble with ugly. Well, no, I, I checked that. I've got a good ugly. All right. So what's my good? A uh, balance. Uh, Doug mentioned it, 12 teams. Uh, it makes it real easy to create a schedule. So you don't have, you know, wonky bye weeks and you don't have uh, teams with just some, um, you know, challenges in terms of scheduling. Um, I will say that um, it's real nice because you have uh, weeks four through week six um, you have uh, bye week start, so you really have nobody that gets. Um, I think Chicago is an early second week bye or third week bye, but you don't have anybody that's getting like week one. They're getting a bye. I think that happened to Toronto a couple of years ago, and it's like, you know, I get it because of the weather, but on the same token too, it's you know, then it makes for the rest of the, the schedule to be. Uh, it makes it rather difficult. Um, I I also like um, you know the fact that they have eleven or twelve. Sorry, weeks eleven and twelve. There's teams with four matches, but the great thing is, the good thing is about the schedule, weeks 16, 17, and 18, everybody's playing. In past years, we had teams that, like, I think Rooney, last year or the year before, had week 18, they didn't play. And it might have been in 2021. And it's like, you want every team playing going to that home stretch, right? Because that makes for exciting things to happen on the table, right? Every game means something. Every game has consequences in terms of the playoff, um, you know, playoff uh, uh, situation. Um, what's my bad? Um, well, you know, um, San Diego, has, I think if I'm reading it correctly, I may have made an error because my printer cut off, but week six and eight, am I correct that they have a bye week, week six and week eight? Or did I make a mistake on that? Correct me if I'm wrong, gents, because, you know, again, my printer. No, they're playing, me. they're definitely playing week eight. They're playing Seattle. Okay. And then week six, they do have a bye week week six, but week eight, um, they are playing Seattle. So their bye week seems to be week six. And give me a second. Uh, San Diego, San Diego. And week 14 for San Diego. Okay. Week six and 14. Right. So they look like to be spread out just about everybody yeah. else. As, as a matter of fact, that's the same That's the same for Rooney. So I think they've matched to you know a Western Conference team and an Eastern Conference team to have those breaks. Yeah. So uh, let me get get to my ugly real quick. Uh, look at the early season matches in Chicago, in New York, and and in New England. Like Scott loves the cold weather, right? But he's he's got insulation, right? Um, but but uh, sorry, uh, but uh, I, I don't. And and you know, from March fourth as the opening weekend in Chicago, um, you know, in in New York, it's February twenty sixth, Burr. And uh, in New England, it's March 11th. Oh, boy. Right. So there could be some pretty nasty weather there. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I am celebrating the fact that the Hounds have a match on, uh, let's see, March 18th, which is just on St. Patrick's Day weekend. That should be cool. I think they oh, asked man. for it, as a matter of fact, to be honest. I think they, that's one of the weekends they wanted. I got to be honest, um, you know, they, they've, I know Rooney has linked um, 
usually has linked their their home match starting uh, that that weekend, um, and that was back when they had the big Irish connection with the previous owners, and it's worked out for them. And just when I thought we wouldn't rant and and clash about something, um, called me fat. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, that's just, not what I said. You, you invite I said me into you your home. Insulated. I, I know that you have a plethora of coats home. in your closet that you're gonna, you, you know, wear to the match. Give me, you give me your, you give me your 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 pickup <laughs> truck bed to to sleep in at night with a with a, with a sleeping bag, and then you call me fat. Um, secondly, your ugly is the start time, and that's my good. My good is the fact that we're having East Coast teams start earlier and earlier. One of the best games last year that Rooney played in that I was a spectator at was against San Diego early on where mother nature didn't know what she was doing with herself. And she was snowing. She was raining. Then it was sunny. Then she was, it was snowing and sunny. Then it was raining again. And that makes for some fun action. One of the best matches I've ever been to. And it was a Rooney loss was the, the thunder and pouring in, um, in, uh, when new England played their last match mm-hmm. in, not in Fort Quincy in, the, in their old, uh, um, Forgot where it is. Sorry, forgive me. Where there's there's a great infamous picture of the big guy just drenched in a short sleeve shirt, shorts, flip flops. It's pouring and it's only about thirty seven degrees. So those are the types of games we live for. That that's the good thing. That's we're talking about OGs starting week one at home. We're talking about you know Seattle starting week one at home in the rematch against Rooney. We're talking about week two, Rooney having a home match. Utah having a home match, Seattle having another home match. Week now three. the schedule is pushed two weeks, right? Two, so I mean, uh, uh, no, uh, like, maybe yeah, it's one week, uh, the fifth, one week, one week, one, one week, week. I think. Yeah, I think it started like it around the ninth or tenth last year or something like that. Yeah. I think it was the fifth. Really, it yeah. might have been that early, but I think that might have been an overreaction to twenty twenty. Or excuse me, 2021, um, you know, with having to push it back an entire month to see where they're at. But that also included Rooney playing four straight away matches again. So I think this is they're better off. Um, now, I'm going with the bad. Um, I'm I, The bad I have is um, the way the way some of these um, bye weeks broke out. I mean, I, I see where they're going with them. And I think this is just I'm I'm calling it the bad. But as we know, between last season an odd number of teams and the season before that non number of teams and, and all the stuff they're trying to do. I just think we can break up the bye weeks a little more evenly, but even if you, if you look at the, like the NFL, you know, some teams have their bye week week four, you know, week four starts the bye week and some teams yeah. have their bye week week 12. So, I mean, I think we might just run into that, but I'm just going to kind of nick that as my bad. Um, I would say the ugly is the last two weeks of the schedule. And here's why I feel there's too many teams that are mixed. For example, week 17, Houston's playing OGs. That's an East versus a West. Uh, Dallas is playing NOLA in East versus a West. Toronto is playing San Diego in East versus a West. Seattle's playing uh, New England in East versus a West. Then the last week of the season, New England's playing Houston in East versus a West. Um, New York's playing Utah in East versus a West. So like last year when we had New York versus New England and it was who's going to win this game and be the, the you know big daddy, um, we're not going to see that. I mean, we we're not going to not that we're not going to see it because we're but we're not going to see those teams play each other and clash to try and beat each other out for that and yeah, you're really, right in the last couple of years I, I i agree i think it was 2021 in particular you had uh, like in the last three weeks 
you had these inner uh, conference rivalries happening uh, that had huge consequences, uh, you know, for the playoff picture. And it made, again, for excitement, it made, in my case, for heartbreak. But nevertheless, um, it did make for an exciting end of the season because a lot of implications there and a lot of things could change over. Absolutely. 2021, that last match, Rooney versus Nola, you know, yeah. Nola was going for an aggregate a number of points to try and solidify their spot. Um, last year, um, even though New England and New York were in, it was what position would New York be in against Atlanta and what would it be a home or an away match, you know, and right. that point differential came in, came in handy. So my, my point being, I'm just thinking, I understand people scheduling's hard. It's, it's just hard. We know it, but I think they should have had some more forethought into having some of these key matchups. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to see, you know, Atlanta and, um, OG's playing because you know that's probably going to be for a playoff spot. Toronto, um, Nola, like San Diego, yeah. Seattle. And, a few, Diego, you know, so you have a there. few. But you're right. But like, there, but, you, you know, could've we could have exactly. I mean, we could. It could have been Utah versus Houston and New York versus versus uh, New England, and all of a sudden you kind of have everybody where you need to be. Um, but I, that, if that's my only ugly, I'll friggin' take it. Yeah. Um, the other thing, just real quick, I wanted to point out. And I just saw it here. Bear with me because I'm going back and forth. Um, Sunday, May 7th, Rooney versus Nola. So I'm thinking, Rob, you should come here. Then next week, I should go there. Yeah, I can't do that. You guys are school teachers. You have as as many days off as you want. The the Rob, little hammer you're, the, you're the little hammer age. the little hammer is graduating from college that weekend on Saturday. So as soon as he yeah. takes the hand, there ain't no way in hell, paper, no way plane, in hell, with little no hammer, way in hell that I'm getting away uh, from you know f- to New York uh, that weekend. Ain't a shot, not a chance. Oh, no way, no on. how. Let's see. I'm going to say Rui's match is until probably two or three o'clock. I'm going to say you can make it. You hop on yeah. the plane, Freaking 5 a.m. I'll pick you no up way. at LaGuardia. Mrs. We'll Hammer is nice, but she's not that nice. What Mrs. Hammer don't know won't hurt. Just <laughs> <a little laughs> yeah, yeah. She knows when her son is graduating. That's what she do know. Listen, what's but, uh, more important? Let's be honest. He's graduating. <laughs> you have a college degree. It's already been done in the Hammersmith family. You know, come yeah. on. I'm just I'm just knocking hammer on busting his balls. It's you know, congratulations to Little Hammer on that day. Trust me, it's a big accomplishment. I know it. But um yeah, I mean again, I think I I, I don't know. I think I think my ugly is the ugliest out of all the uglies right now. But yeah. if that's the ugliest out of all the uglies, I think we have a good schedule this year. Like it's very hard to complain about it. I gotta say, I'm gonna take and put my Noel hat on for a minute. There it is. And uh I'm just glad to see Noel has a perfectly positioned bye weeks, week eight, right in the middle of the season. And then week, I believe it is, uh, let's see, 13? Nope. Um, week 15, right before that home stretch of three games that leads to the end of the season. So we're set up for playoff contention. <sighs> Listen, it's it's good. I mean, I think Rooney has a good set of bye weeks, too. I believe it's the same as San Diego. We said week six and week 14, which is – which is where you want them to. They're kind of centralized. It'll help you out if you have injuries, you know, attrition. Um, last year, Rooney, you know, had Troy Lockyer out for the season, Pago Heine out for the season, 
Andrew Coe missed with a leg injury and then missed with a head knock. Um, Ed Fidal missed the last two games of the season. And luckily they got to call reinforcements, but Andrew Coe coming back and being, you know, that, that, that guy he is um, really helped Rooney win that, that shield. I got to be quite honest. Um, you know, he was starting over Guaysaki Naholo and me. So, I mean, like, think about that shit. Um, but yeah, I think perfectly placed. I'm, I'm disappointed. I can't get up to Toronto. I'm re- like, and I just, I got my new friggin' enhanced license, but you know, I'm trying to go to Chicago. I got to be honest. Atlanta's a number one on another one on my list that I think is doable for me. So I don't think Toronto is going to be doable, but maybe I could talk Mrs. Big guy into it. I might <laughs> Come on be up. Able you got a place to stay. <laughs> I, I might be able to, so we'll see. It's, it's a good ride for me. One bad I want to add in is, unfortunately, we're not going to LA and Austin this year. I mean, uh, like I, mean, I feel Austin's so bad for those guys, and I have family that live like not too far from uh, from where LA was playing there, and I would have loved to have gone to a game there, but it's it is what it is. Yeah. What um, now, Doug? How in your eyes, how do you see uh, the arrow schedule? Like it, hate it, and yeah. what do you yeah. got? No, I like it. I mean, it's fairly balanced. Everybody's playing everybody in in the East. So, like, what can you say? Um, we play. I do want to say. Well, I'm sorry, to... talking about Austin though. Talking about leaving Austin, Battle of Texas, Week One, that first match, Dallas versus Houston in Dallas. That's a, that's a big one for Texas, considering Austin's no longer in it. So the question is. Will they go for the Lone Star Cup? Because last year Dallas did not uh, decided not that they didn't to want to participate. Right. So I wonder what's going to happen this year with those trophies. Same thing, no Champagne Cup for Rooney and LA. You know, so what are we going to do? We got to we got to figure some some stuff out now. Rooney and New England still play for the Chowder Cup. So what are we going to call the the uh, Toronto New York match? That's that's the question. I wonder you yeah doug is absolutely frozen right now he is so (laughs) stunned by your question he doesn't even know what to say (laughs) you got out at the last minute were you asking me a question (laughs) (laughs) all right somebody call the school he works at and we need to get him drug tested i was saying we have this we have the champagne cup which rooney and la are no no longer playing for we have the chowder cup which is new england rooney what are we going to call the Toronto Arrows Rooney match? Like, what's what's it called? We need a we need a name for it. Uh, that's yeah, that's a tough one. But I, I I love those games. They're always the always tough games. I'm not looking for we. I never look forward to when Toronto plays uh, New York. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking battle for Buffalo. They're both the biggest cities in 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 the respective country. Yeah. The Battle of the Big Smoke. <laughs> I like that one. The Battle of the Big Smoke. The Battle of the the, uh, the Poutine Cup. The Poutine Cup. I like that. The strong entry right there, coming in hard yeah. with that one. I, I think we'll do. I think. I think we're gonna go with Poutine Cup. I really like it. Uh, um, I, so, just uh, on that note, just uh, I've really been given this actually a lot of consideration, and now that Chicago has a team, I'm actually thinking about sponsoring a trophy myself called the Hammer Cup. And it will be between NOLA and Chicago. So <laughs> that would um, be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I have to talk Mrs. Hammer into letting me buy a, an expensive trophy for the guys to drink beer out of. You mean an expensive trophy? Just 
take a hammer and glue it to a board. Oh, uh, well, you know, it's funny because we have the hammer award, which is not named after me on the wrestling team that I coach. And that's what I did. I took a sledgehammer. I painted it gold. I mounted it to a piece of wood round that's, you know, stained a blue stain. And I put gold, uh, you know, lettering on there called the hammer award. But um, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. I might, I might have to do that. maybe. That's Let's perfect. See. So before we go, I'm going to go around the horn. Just give me a one standout match that has nothing to do with your team. We're going to start with the hammer. Go. Oh, she's well. Does it count? I kind of have two teams. I mean, that makes it, it makes it kind of hard. But um, no, um, I tell you what, uh, Seattle has a tough go of it because I believe there's a stretch there where they have to travel uh, from coast to coast two weeks in a row. You know, um, I think they go. Maybe it's New York, and then they go. Um, then they go down back to, you know, back to someplace in the East coast, whether it's, you know, close to NOLA or whatnot. Um, and I have to look again to see when that is, but they have a tough stretch. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see how they come out of that. Um, so well, they're so, going from Chicago to NOLA and then back to, to home field. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. So that's, that's tough travel right there to be interesting to see how they come out. Um, and quite frankly, uh, you know, the hounds have like a, four week stretch or five week stretch of home games out of the first seven weeks, I think, you know, which is, you yes. know, and they have four of them in a row, I think. Right. It's, yes, um, they do. It's uh week it's three, week, week three, four, week four, week five and week, week five, six. week six and yeah, week seven considering the weather and week seven. Yeah. But it, you know, and, and it's interesting. Uh, yeah. If you look at, you know, they play Utah, which Utah is probably used to the weather. They play Toronto. Toronto's used to the weather. Um, they play uh, the Jackals. Now that's it. They're the Jackals. Um, sorry, Rick Collins. Uh, Seattle might have, you know, it might be tough for them to deal with it. And then, um, then, you know, you know, I don't know if it gives them an advantage, but having four home games in that stretch is pretty nice. Yeah. But you're going to see like one of my issues with the, the arrows in the past has been having those string of home games at home. It's great. It's probably great for the team, but as a fan, being able to set aside five or six straight weekends to go to a game. It, it's, it can be tough. I, I know I'll, I do it. I do it anyways. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, so since Dougie's bitching, what's your one thing uh, that's not related to your team? <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing uh sub hubs um, open up on March 4th, uh, Utah at Chicago. It's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that, what that stadium's like. Sicky. and uh, they, they, what they yeah. put together for that uh, team. Yeah, Speaking of stadium, it. Snapdragon. How about Snapdragon? It's supposed to be incredible. That's true. It's, yeah, for for friggin' San Diego, it looks it looks awesome. Um, speaking of San Diego, uh, their season tickets are out now. I know the cohort already. I forgot what uh, section they picked. Sorry, uh, Marcus Holt uh, put a whole big thing about it with the cohort. If you want to sit with the cohort, go check out their their uh, website for tickets and their season tickets at Snapdragon. Um, so my thing, I'm actually going to be talking about the arrows. The arrows, you know, those those tough, so hard. Oh, three weeks in a row, 16, 17, and 18. The last three weeks of the season, the Toronto Arrows are at home. That gives them a unique advantage going into that playoff run, which they seem to always be in. Um, so I would be on the lookout for that. Um, they play uh, Houston at home, then San Diego at home, and then they play NOLA at home. And so two of them are West Coast teams traveling cross country into a new country to play Toronto. I wonder what's going to happen with those matches guys. I think we thoroughly picked apart this schedule. And like I said, previously 
not a lot of surprises in the schedule. Um, you know, it, it was even everybody has the, the good bye weeks, um, you know, relatively, you know, minimal, I think adjustments would need to be made. I sure enjoyed it, but I think this was a good rant. I think uh, it's one of the, this is one of those episodes I really have fun with. I love doing this stuff because I'm, a, I'm an accountant and I'm just weird like that. Um, but I really love it. But uh, fans, thank you so much for watching again. Doug Wilkie is uh, here with us. Go check out the Arrows Up Facebook page, which is the home of the Toronto Arrows fan group. Him, Gaz, uh, you know, the, uh, the Jet Brissette, all those fun uh, Arrows fans we love to see, including Dougie. And before we go, Dougie, is anybody want to shout out real quick? Yeah, James Dealey just came on uh, on the uh, Arrows Up page to be uh, another moderator. So that's awesome to have him. He's deeply involved in the stats, the stat man, as everybody knows. So, Welcome uh, to him coming in. Yeah, how, to, uh, admin. Speaking of which, how about the flack he got for like having the team of the, the team of the year or something like that? The all-star team of the year uh, with all the guys who got the most votes. And although the, the image was from just a, a regular week, everybody's giving him shit because, you know, the, the head, the, the, the images don't match up. And he has to apologize, right? Here's a guy who's volunteering his time, who's got all these stats, who's oh. keeping track of trades, who's posting he missed, every place. He missed one. And, and people like, are jumping his shit and it's like, really? He, 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 missed, he, missed a sign, he missed a signing on his graphic like four weeks ago and somebody was really giving him shit and I jumped in. I'm like, you got a problem. You can get the fuck out. So at MLR stats on all of James's platforms. Um, he's a great dude. And again, part of the part of the moderation moderator team at the arrows up. Um, I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. Episode 116 is done and dusted, baby. We'll see you at the next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.